Welcome to another week of the Align Journey podcast. I have had so much fun having so many guests on it. And we have another amazing guest this week, Maria Rose, who is a stress detox expert and one of my dear friends and was one of my one-on-one clients. And so I'm so excited to have her here uh, to talk about stress and how holding on to stress in our body, what it does for us, and also talk about boundaries and self-trust and some of the things that she's been implementing in her business. She's also a manifester and we love to talk about human design. So I know this conversation is going to go in so many beautiful directions. Welcome, Maria. Thank you so much for having me, Courtney. I'm really excited for our conversation too. Of course. I'm so excited too. Um, Do you want to just tell the audience a little bit about who you are and actually how we met? I feel like it's a fun story. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So um, let's see, I guess we'll start with how we met. So It's funny. I think I first heard your name actually listening to Tara Burnett's podcast. Hmm. So I heard an episode she did with you um, that was all about money and travel and um, just a really fun thing to listen to. And then I ended up joining Tara's Mind Magic group. Gosh, when would that have been? I guess June of 2020. And then um, one of the other members in the group decided to create, you know, our own little mastermind call. And then we started doing that. And it's been, I guess, over a year yeah. of conversations. So yeah, I mean, really fun to just, you know, I, it was funny because before that it started, I'd always wanted just a mastermind group of women. Um, since I don't have a lot of friends here who are on, um, near me who are entrepreneurs. So I know. I always love our conversation. We always talk about like all the fun things that we're succeeding in and manifesting. And it's just so fun to have women all like cheering for each other and just like so excited when we accomplish crazy things. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's nice to be um, almost like in the passenger seat to like other people's journeys and get excited Mm -hmm. for them and, you know, have them there with you. And I mean, other people can be so helpful in problem solving too when something comes up. Yeah. And it's fun too, that we're all entrepreneurs in like very different spaces. Mm. Cause I feel like in masterminds or different things, it can be easy to be in the group with like people who do almost the exact same thing. And I love that we all do something really different in our group. Yeah. Same. No. And I feel like everyone's got really great perspectives too, because Mm -hmm. we're coming from different fields. So that's a lot of fun. Yes. Um, and then do you want to tell the listeners about a little bit about you? Sure. So I am a stress detox expert and that's combining my background in, um, so I'm a certified master nutrition therapist and I spent six years working in behavioral therapy. So, um, I know a lot of strategies just in helping people change their behavior. And then I also co-owned a food company for five years. So I'm very familiar with entrepreneurship, um, the work-life balance or more, you know, the tendency that people have to work too much because <laughs> that was also me in my journey. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's why I feel like I love working with other entrepreneurs and business owners because I know what it's like to, you know, be in that space where the stakes are high. Um, I tend to attract a lot of clients who their um, partners aren't entrepreneurs. So there's a lot of things, you know, so I feel like we can develop a really great relationship since, you know, we can relate to each other on what that's like. Um, 
And yeah, so basically I just help people who are very stressed out and very busy with a lot of easy ways to detox their stress. And so we look at mindset, we look at identity. So kind of the person you're being like, do you identify as a stressed person? Um, And then just looking at easy changes to lifestyle and nutrition that can make a huge difference just in supporting your body when you're under stress. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember when we very first met, when we very first started doing our calls, it'd be like, Maria is missing the call today because they have a food run for Target because her food company (laughs) is in Target, which is amazing. And they're sleeping there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, we actually slept at the facility, both in the facility on cardboard and then (laughs) also in our Jeep. So yeah, it was, it was, Oh my gosh. So many sleepless nights Yeah, <laughs> working too hard when you are working with a big company and have to get a production run out. Like there's a new level of stress and everything there. Definitely. I mean, the stakes felt really high and it felt like it really put us in that, um, survival mode just because it felt like we, like this has to work. There's no other option. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, I talked to people who, cause we had a lot of people helping us out, um, that we were just zombies that week. <laughs> I mean, my, um, my husband who then, you know, boyfriend and partner during this, um, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of memories from that week. Even he was so short on sleep. So it was a blur, um, took us a long, probably months to recover just from all that physical labor psychological stress. Um, yeah, it was quite the ordeal. Do you want to talk about how stress can play a factor in people's business and their lives? And like, what are some of the signs that people are really stressed out? Yeah. So in terms of business, um, I see a lot of people who, you know, they just have trouble focusing right? Coming back to the present, because when you're in that survival mode, your brain is constantly looking for threats. You're thinking about the future. You're worrying about the future. So therefore you're very disconnected, um, from what's going on currently. So I see people who have trouble focusing. It can be harder to be creative again, because stress is something that, um, I mean, even though our anxious brain can convince us of things that probably won't happen. Usually it is something that's not really focused on the big picture it's focused or, and it's not really focused on abstract things. Um, and then just a lack of energy. I mean, stress is an energy intensive process, so it can be very draining. So I see a lot of people, you know, in terms of their business, they're just, you know, they're working really hard, but they don't always feel like they're getting a lot done because they're having trouble focusing, trouble being creative, trouble connecting to the present. Um, And when your physical energy is not there, when you just don't feel well, that can also make it very difficult to focus on work. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, I mean, other symptoms you can see difficulty sleeping, waking up in the middle of the night, one to 3 a.m. Stress can also create cravings for carbs, sugar, um, but sometimes it's more fatty foods, like really energy dense foods, because since you're so depleted, the body's trying to... um, uh, restore all of its stores of energy. So sometimes you're craving like, you know, more high fat, high protein types of foods. So yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. (laughs) Um, I mean, there's so many things that stress does to our body. Um, 
What is some long-term damage that can happen from chronic stress? So chronic stress can be a factor in a lot of different conditions. Um, you know, one that I think a lot of people um, tend to experience is just what we call adrenal fatigue, where you've been just chronically stressed for so long, your body is just getting depleted. Um, your adrenal glands, which secrete cortisol when you're stressed, they're almost, um, they're so used to working overtime that they'll, um, you know, the cortisol they secrete, sometimes it'll be too much, sometimes it won't be enough. So usually that just shows up in extreme fatigue and exhaustion. Um, but stress can also play a role. I mean, in, you know, high blood pressure, heart disease, depression, anxiety, um, autoimmune conditions. So a lot of different things because stress creates inflammation in our body. So really any condition that's connected to inflammation, you know, related to pain, um, or, you know, the immune system. So sometimes people will find that they're getting sick a lot when they're under stress, because again, their body just really doesn't have, you know, those necessary resources to kind of be fighting on all fronts, like the on the immune system side, like dealing with threats, um, processing your food, you know, it's normal detox activities. So a lot of conditions <laughs> can come from yeah. being chronically stressed. I mean, I've had, I've been healing from adrenal fatigue. So I personally know how difficult it is to deal with it and overcome it. Your body's saying like, stop, slow down. And you're mm -hmm. like, well, but I want to keep going. Your body's like, no, 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 I'm not going to let you anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that's how a lot of people get there too. I mean, that was how I got there was I was just constantly going as not resting enough, not sleeping enough. I was being really hard on myself too, the whole time. Um, whether it was in, you know, making myself work out at a certain level or just being a perfectionist and, you know, having a lot of negative self-talk, it was like, I never gave myself a break literally or, <laughs> Or so, mentally. so if people know like, Hey, I'm stressed. What are just some little things that they can implement to start just detoxing and feeling better? Yeah. So the first thing I think is, um, you know, like with a lot, like anything you want to change, you need to first believe that you can change it. Cause I think a lot of us have been stressed for so long. It feels like our normal. We believe that we're just going to be stressed for the rest of our lives, that that's just the way it is or that we have stress, you know, quote, stressful lives. Um, so I think it first starts with just believing that you can let go of your stress, right? That you can, and I think reconnecting too to what it feels like to be calm is a big one. So I like to have people, you know, just take some moments every day and it doesn't have to be meditating because I know meditating doesn't work for everyone. I'm one of those people, I'm not a big meditator. Um, but just to try and create that feeling of calm, either in your body or try and visualize it, right? Like, I mean, everyone talks about like, oh, visualize yourself on a beach, but maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's just, you know, what does it look like when you're not feeling any stress? You know, are you laying back? Is your chest more open? Um, and then physically, you know, like starting to feel your breathing rate slow or your heart rate slow down. Um, so those are some big ones. And then um, I think too, just taking an inventory of your life, like, like actually getting clear on like, what is your big stressor? So some people are like, oh, my job is stressful. It's like, okay, what part of your job is actually stressful? 
you know, looking at that specifically, is it deadlines? Is it, you know, your boss is difficult to communicate with? Is it, um, trying to think of some other examples, um, you know, for some of my clients, for some of my clients who then have other clients they work with, it's like, oh, did, you know, are you feeling pressure from your client? You know, do you need to set up better boundaries there? I see that a lot. Um, and so I think just really getting clear on what it is that's stressful is big. Because if you just keep, you know, saying like, oh, my job's stressful, my job's stressful. Well, guess what? It's always going to be stressful. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, for stress relief, it's a mix of kind of those general calming activities, but also looking at specifically what's going on and then figuring out what you can do about it. I do think the visualization piece is really important too, because I know when I was trying to quit my job, I would like visualize what I wanted my life to look like in a few years, like living at the lake and waking up every morning. But my brain was so disconnected from that and it felt so far away. So mm -hmm. I literally just started visualizing myself sitting down in my chair every morning with my coffee and being able to have my quiet time with no time limit. And my brain was like, oh, that's possible. Cause that like, you already own that chair. You can see that picture. Like it's not very far away. You already do it now, but you have a time limit. And so just like visualizing something that can actually happen instead of if you're lying on a beach and you're like, oh my gosh, taking a vacation is even stressful. Cause how many people say that? Like, I know when I get back from vacation, I'm so stressed out or I don't know how I'll come up with the money. And so like using visualizations that actually feel possible and calm. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree. Cause yeah, that does feel a little bit like, okay, I'm on a beach, whatever. Um, and I know, so I know visualization doesn't work for some people either. Like I'm a very visual person. So that one works for me or really feeling certain things in my body, but for other people, you know, maybe it's like bringing in some other things. Like maybe it's more putting on some calming music is going to be really helpful for them, you know? like changing those sensory inputs. Like for me, I love quiet. So if I can just find somewhere that's quiet or put in some, um, put on some headphones and block out noise, that really helps me a lot. Yeah. Just knowing yourself to know what calms you down. It could be a glass of tea. It could be, if you're mm. a mom, maybe shutting yourself in the closet for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. I actually used to do that <laughs> growing up. I would literally just sit in my closet in the dark, in the quiet which sounds a little creepy, but it was really good back then for whenever I needed to calm down. So yeah, that's sensory overload. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Maria and I just finished working one-on-one -on -one together and it was amazing. And Maria mm -hmm. is a manifester and she is a magic manifester. <laughs> um, I would love for you to talk about how you've moved into like a place of more self-trust and boundaries in your business and how that helps with stress too, but just like where you've seen a lot of magic happen from becoming that new version of you. Definitely. Yeah. You know, we started working together. I had, I think it was three months before I had, um, closed down my food company, um, with my then fiance, which was bittersweet. I mean, we had definitely burnt out on the work, but all of a sudden I was just a true solopreneur, <laughs> which I was being faced with, you know, more, um, every day I was being faced with like where I felt like the gaps were either in my energy or in my skill set. And I think, you know, 
I think I just didn't believe that I could um, get a lot done in my business just because of the way I was. I mean, as much as I could go, 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 that's not my default. That's not what feels really good to me. Like I, my energy's up and down. My emotions go up and down because I'm an emotional manifester. So I'm, I definitely feel the emotional roller coaster, um, both the highs and the lows. And so I think I really, um, you know, working with you, like a big thing for me was just embracing that, just accepting it, but also realizing that I could follow all of that. Like I could follow the roller coaster of my flow and my emotions and my ideas and all these things and still create something, still be successful when um, the outside pressure wasn't there. Because again, even though I did work under pressure, <laughs> well, for a long, long time, it really, really, now that I'm out of it, um, it doesn't feel good to me at all. So um, so yeah, that was a big part, just trusting myself, like trusting my gifts, like trusting that all of that was going to be enough and would create the business. Um, I loved because I mean, when I had a partner, it was like, you know, um, my husband, I mean, we work really well together. We have very different skill sets. We'd fill in the gaps for each other, for each other. Um, I was really good at like holding the energy and the faith that our business would work for both of us. But for some reason, just by myself, it just didn't, I don't know. I don't know if it was just one person compared to two or just with like, oh, how am I going to create something stable when I'm, you know, kind of an all over the place type of person. Um, so yeah, I really grew, grew into a lot of self-trust and then, yeah, in terms of those boundaries, <laughs> I got tested on my boundaries from all angles. Um, both in my personal life and in my business at the same time. Um, which I feel like the universe does that a lot. It's like, you need to learn this lesson. So you're going to have to learn it in all these different ways. You haven't learned it fast enough. So now we're going to give it to you in lots of ways. Yeah. Um, but the boundaries were huge. I mean, they kind of, you know, fed into everything I was learning about myself, like just knowing that um, I'm someone who works really well off of flow and, um, you know, protecting my emotional energy, creating those boundaries, both, you know, with family, friends, um, and even in my business just was really helpful. It felt like very empowering to set them. Um, and it gave me more space to do the things that I wanted to do for my business. Just saying like, okay, my energy is not going to go to that or, um, you know, I'm going to keep my phone off or I'm going to determine how much I want to participate, you know, either in family events or with friends, which before, <laughs> before kind of embracing this whole manifester thing. I mean, I was that person who was just always, you know, saying yes and helping people, whether I truly wanted to or not. So how do you feel like things have shifted for you since you've started to step in a place of boundaries and empowerment? Because um, I know there's a lot of fear in setting boundaries. And I feel like that fear of setting boundaries can create stress in our bodies. And we're like, oh, I don't, and it just creates this kind of very scattered energy. Like, what has that felt like for you in that process been? Yeah, so <clears throat> it's very depending on the boundary, but I know initially I could just feel it in my energy. It was almost like 
when I entered a situation where I needed to set a boundary, I just felt like all of a sudden I was just being drained. I'd kind of feel it in my stomach. Um, I had a client who reached out, um, an old client and wanted some work, um, just for things that I didn't really do anymore, things that didn't really feed me. And I could just immediately feel like, as I'm reading the email, I'm like, I don't want to do this at all. (laughs) Um, and part of, I mean, again, it's so funny because like, I feel like those two things go so perfectly together, the self-trust and the boundaries, because I needed to, like, I'd already had the trust of, no, this is what I want to do with my business. So then seeing, you know, the, um, something come up, it was like, well, do you still want to do this? It was a lot easier to be like, no, I don't want to do that. That isn't what I'm good at. That isn't what feeds me. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other good examples in terms of boundaries. Um, yeah, I mean, in my personal life, it's been a lot, you know, some of the same things, right? Like, I feel like when we work with clients, sometimes we can easily get into that space of, oh, I, I need to serve them. I don't want to disappoint them, blah, blah, blah. And I definitely was in that space, too, with family and friends. And there were a few instances where I just felt like there were, you know, boundaries I needed to set and things I needed to say. And I knew that people were going to react negatively to them. But at that point, I knew I needed those boundaries so badly that I just had to just ignore that. I had to just set them regardless. And um, I'm not going to lie. It was very scary. It's like very scary when you're used to being that person who kind of does everything for everyone. And all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm not doing it. Um, But yeah, it's it's been amazing though to see how, you know, you think people are going to react negatively, right? Whether it's clients or, you know, your family, but to see people actually then, you know, just be like, okay, that's fine. And respect those boundaries has been pretty great. It's like, oh, okay. I need to keep doing this because not, not everyone's going to, you know, get mad at me or yeah. And it's like, if people get mad at you for doing what's right for you, are they someone that you need to have in your life on a day-to-day basis? Like family, we probably don't want to get rid of them, but we can take space from them when they are like not wanting to listen to our boundaries. And mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And along with the boundaries, I mean, something that you helped me with a lot, Courtney too, is just that validation, right? Like I feel like, you know, with behavior, like a lot of our behaviors, they continue because we get some sort of positive reinforcement from them. And with a lot of social behaviors, I think it is that validation, right? That praise, those words of affirmation. And I was realizing that I had, that with certain people, I was still attached to that. And I had to be willing to let that go. I had to be willing to be like, you know what? I need to set this boundary. If they're not going to like it, I need to, I need to be the person that then validates myself instead of doing actions, trying to get that positive feedback from other people to keep them going. So that was huge. Which I feel like that increases stress for us too. When we're like, okay, I need to look outside of myself. Okay. I have to do everything for everyone. And we get in this like panic mode of like, how can I feel good? How can I feel good? Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, earlier this year, I realized that that was my default response to stress was instead of feeling it, I was channeling it into like, what could I do for other people? And I was seeing how that was just coming out as like people pleasing and perfectionism and just, you know, um, 
yeah, just constantly, constantly bending to other people's wills. I was doing this a lot when I was planning my wedding, just because I was trying to keep the peace, which it did keep the peace, but it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good to compromise with everyone (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Which is interesting because as a manifester, your signature theme is peace, but it's peace for yourself, not necessarily peace for everyone else. And when you're keeping peace for everyone else, but yourself, it comes out as anger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we started, we started anger hour. Yes, we did start anger hour. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny with the anger too, because that was an emotion. I kind of, you know, growing up, I mean, I mean, Catholic guilt and all that you just, in my family, like you just weren't angry at someone. You just apologized whether you wanted to or not. And, um, so I think for a long time, I just had had a lot of anger that I was suppressing. I just wasn't fully feeling. Cause again, I was raised with, you know, just not expressing it. And then always, um, you know, always being nice to people, always just kind of being the one to compromise. So it was, it was really hard to break down some of those old habits. Um, and then feeling the anger, I mean, it wasn't very comfortable at first. <laughs> it felt foreign for sure. But yeah, but anger hour was great. I mean, um, it was something I think I did at different points throughout my life. Like when I first got into um, doing kickboxing videos, mm-hmm. I would notice that I would kind of gravitate towards those when I was angry but I didn't really do it in any sort of, you know, oh, I need to get out my anger. I don't think it was completely conscious, but yeah, now I've been doing a lot more, um, journaling and, you know, working it out through physical activity and all of that. So yeah, you having me do anger hours been really helpful because I've been starting to recognize both when I get angry, but then also when I move that energy out, like when I can feel it go out and it's helped so much, especially around the holidays, just, you know, being able to clear all of that anger, whether it's, you know, at myself or at other people, um, it's made it a lot easier to then, you know, clear out the anger and then just be more present, especially with other people. Yeah. I noticed so many people and so many of my clients just don't want to feel their feelings. And it's either like, oh, I just need to make positive out of this. Like I can't always look at the negative side or like I won't be able to control my emotions or I shouldn't feel this way or I can't have these feelings. And so then we just like bottle them up, bottle them up, bottle them up. And we're just full of like all these emotions that we haven't let out yet. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely me, at least with the negative emotions for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're taught to have positive emotions and especially as girls, like we're positive and happy all the time. And, mm-hmm. um, this is just how we show up and this is how people expect us to be. And those negative emotions, like, well, we don't have those or talk about those. <laughs> yeah. Which then creates stress cycles in the body and completely. Yeah. I mean, Oh, I feel like anyone who has felt those negative emotions, I mean, you feel your heart race, just, you know, you're clenching your fists. Like for me, I feel a lot of it in my jaw when I'm not saying things I need to say, um, or feeling that anger, I'll wake up in the morning with jaw pain or just feel my jaw tightening during the day. Um, but yeah, I know, um, 
Yeah. I mean, that anger, oof. <laughs> yeah, just giving, like, I want to give everyone permission to, like, feel your feelings, however you feel, and let yourself feel them and have them and don't judge yourself. Like, I should feel this way, or I shouldn't feel this way, or something's wrong with me because I'm having this feeling. Like, what, you know, what can happen when you just have the emotion? Like, it, we can fight, we can get through it instead of just holding on to it and say, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's a big part in stress too. It's not like, oh, just don't be stressed. Just mm-hmm. focus on the positive. Just do this, this, and this. Um, as much as there is benefit to that. I mean, if you're constantly pushing that stress down, like say it's like, say it's, you know, you had a fight with someone and you don't want to think about it. Our brains will actually go through our thoughts, looking for that thing and be like, oh, Maria said not to think about this fight. Oh, there's the fight. Okay. We won't think about it. Like you actually (laughs) end up, um, focusing on it a lot more than you want to. And I mean, if your brain is constantly doing that all day, using up that energy, I mean, again, that's something too. It's like, you know, in that case, you're thinking about the past. It's bringing you out of the present. Um, just a complete distraction. I mean, all those feelings, right? Like whenever we have those memories, we're going to start having those thoughts, feeling those feelings. It's creating physical responses in the body. I mean, like that's a lot of low level stress right there. Yeah. Just that chronic constant low level stress on the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and I used to be living in that space before I got into the mindset work. I mean, I had, you know, all of that sort of stuff, right? Just focusing on um, focusing on the negative, like negative self-talk. And then um, once I moved through that, that was actually kind of the the um, the first time I really had uh, was coming back from adrenal fatigue. Like that was the part that was like the second half of my journey was really moving through that. And then I was, you know, able to get my energy back. I mean, I ended up like losing the last of the weight I gained without even trying. I think just because I'd gotten rid of that low level stress. Yeah. It definitely eats away at so many things and saves things for us. And yeah, I mean, I, I like really specifically remember when I was at my full-time job, like they completely shifted our job, doubled our workload and didn't train us. Ugh. And I remember telling a friend about it and I was just so frustrated and she's like, oh, just look at the bright side of your job. Like you don't always have to be so negative. And so I kept trying to be like, oh, well, I have all these benefits from it, but I wasn't allowing myself to just like be mad. Mm. And I had the right to be mad about it. Like they were not treating us well. Um, And I remember when I finally just got like really angry about it, then I was like, okay, like I'm still frustrated, but like. I don't have that like anger about it bottled up inside of me anymore. And so many people are trying to be helpful when they're like, just look at the positive side, but like, just allow yourself in like a safe space to get really angry or really sad or like whatever it is. Because once we have that emotion, like we're not holding on to it so much. And I feel like there's just some be, just be positive. And that's just toxic positivity. Like if you're not in a space where you can be positive, like don't make yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we were working together, I didn't think I had that, but I still had some of that. Like I would say things to you. I think like, oh, well, but I shouldn't be upset about it. And you're like, no, you should be upset about it. Um, 
again, just, I think, yeah, holdovers from childhood, um, you know, a lot of things in the mindset space can bend towards toxic positivity too. And, and I think sometimes we just don't give ourselves, um, enough credit for whatever we're going through. It's like, since it's our experience, we feel like it's normal. Um, and we forget that sometimes things are hard, like things are definitely, you know, relative, but I feel like we always minimize whatever we're going through. Um, yeah, I remember just like, I've had a very stressful year and, but it's funny. Cause I remember I, I forget that, um, you know, a lot of the people around me haven't really been through any of the things that I've been through. Um, but it's so easy. To, it's so easy though, to get caught in your head. Um, especially if you're one of those people who's, you know, wanting to improve yourself. Right. It's so easy to be like, Oh, it's not that bad. Like, Oh, whatever. Like I'll get through it, blah, blah, blah. But, um, but yeah, then those people outside of you were like, no, you've had a lot going on. You couldn't be upset. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you like tell someone a story and you'll rationalized in your head. It's not that big of a deal. And their jaw kind of drops and they look at you and they're like, what? And you're like, Oh, I guess it is worse than it. You know, like we just like minimize it and we're like, oh, I can get through it. I can deal with it. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I was one of those people too. I just kind of did deal with a lot of stuff on my own. So I was also kind of used to that. Just like, oh, I'll just deal with it on my own. It'll be fine. <laughs> So what but, do you recommend to people who are going through like a situational stressful situation that's going to kind of take a while to get through, but there's just not a lot they can do about the fact that it's stressful. So like for me, for example, it took, it's, I mean, I'm almost a year in with the stuff with my flood in my house. Mm. Um, and there was like a very like acute awareness of stress with it for a while. Cause it was very much in my everyday life. Um, and now I know there's some low level stress with it. Cause it's still not over yet. Like, and mm. it's actually approaching the deadline date where it could be over. Um, and so I'm definitely like feeling some stress and anxiety in my body, but I think it's that very kind of low level. I'm not really noticing it because it's, but like, we all have situations in our life. Like we can't avoid that kind of stuff. Like things happen in our life. So what are some steps people can take when they have just some like very situational stress that's just going to be happening for a while because it's life. Yeah. I mean, I think first what you said, just when there's no, there's not always a deadline to when something's going to be over. I think that can be very stressful to people. Like if you're going, for example, if you know, you're going to have, um, a certain stressful period, but it's like, oh, it's just going to be this one week and it's over. I feel like it's a lot easier to get through it, but you're right. When things are ongoing, you can't always hold on to that when it's going to be over. Um, you know, for me, I mean, with stressful situations, it's a lot of, you know, like we talked about before, like feeling the feelings. Um, but then also trying to really, um, create a lot of new experiences and like fun things in your life or calming things that you can just be super present with. Um, my last few months were really stressful, but my husband and I made it a point to just go do random fun things. Like one night we just randomly were driving around looking at all the lights in our neighborhood and it was really fun and things like that, that, you know, 
like really pull you to the present. It's like in that moment, I wasn't thinking at all about the stuff that was going on. And again, it was still going on. I didn't know when it was going to be over, but, um, I tried to add in just as many of those things. And again, it's not like I made myself have fun either. It was just different things that I wanted to do. Cause I think sometimes when we're feeling these negative emotions and we're stressed, we almost let it mean that we can't enjoy our lives. You know, it's like, oh, I can't go out to dinner because I'm dealing with this. And it sounds stupid, but we do it. I, at least I do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's pretty common. Like, oh, I'm so stressed right now. I just can't even go deal with anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think creating those things where you can be as present as possible in that moment, right? Watching a funny movie, playing a game, um, you know, doing things you've never done, going to new places. I mean, I think that really helps, you know, I think it kind of helps show your brain too. Like, oh, I'm okay. Things are going on, but I'm okay. Like I still have the, you know, and I think again with the freedom, right? Like I still have the freedom to leave my house. Like I'm dealing with this thing, but I can go still have fun. Yeah. I can still enjoy my life. Yeah. Um, because Again, it's like, I feel like if we're not creating other things where we can be in the moment, then we're constantly in whatever we're going through, whether it's the past or even thinking about the future. When is it going to be over? When is it going to end? Yeah. Yeah. Those are definitely some good tips. Um, What are some other tips for people who are maybe stressed out about their business or stressed out about finances around their business or just like worried that things won't work and they just get so focused on the stress of things instead of allowing themselves to be in their business. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that um, we talked about a lot which I think is a great tip was, is about um, just like, how can you make things easier, right? With any task in your business, like what's one way you can make it easier? Um, Sometimes we create these huge to-do lists that don't always need to get done. So how can we either change a task so so that it feels better to us or how can we get help with it or, you know, outsource with it or outsource it? Um, I know for me, I've definitely... um, Sometimes with a certain like project or offer, I know kind of where my energy is going to end. So before that happens, I'll make sure to, you know, have um, a copywriter write some emails for me because I know that like, you know, I was working on um, a video course last fall and I just knew like, you know, all my energy is going to be spent making the videos, making the workbook, but like, I'm not going to be able to do the marketing emails. I just need someone else to do that. (laughs) Um, And that was huge. And, um, even just, you know, talking to other people, right. Like talking in our mastermind group, just getting opinions on different ways to do things. I think it's really helpful because it's so easy to get caught up in the way that everyone else is doing it, or even the way we think we should do it. Or it's like, Oh, my business usually runs this way. So it should go that way. Um, but then, um, yeah, I mean, another thing I'm trying to do in my business too, is just be really mindful of the things that are going well. Mm-hmm. So writing some of those down, the things that are going well, because, um, <laughs> since, you know, this is, this business is very different from my food business in a lot of ways, but, um, things were definitely happening a lot quicker in the food business. So I definitely get caught up and nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Things aren't growing. Um, 
but I know like you, you and I talked about that a lot, just focusing on that momentum, those little things that are going well and just building on that. Um, which again, I think comes with just being more mindful of like what feels good right now in my business. Cause I think, you know, um, scaling a business, it's so easy to be like, but what's that idea that's going to get me, you know, to this amount per like whatever, six, seven figures, all that, but it's more about, yeah, what's feeling good. Um, I know something that we implemented too, was just having like a daily non-negotiable list. mm -hmm. And if you don't have the energy to do other projects or anything, like what's on your daily non-negotiable list, And how can you just get that done and be okay with it? Like, we're not going to be high energy, high vibe every day. And so if you plan your week around your low energy days, then Mm. it allows you to get the minimum done of what you need to get done without like stressing. Oh my gosh, I did nothing in my business today. Mm, Yeah, no, that's been super helpful having that. Um, because it's true. I mean, I definitely have days like, I mean, yesterday was a day I worked, I don't even know how many hours, but I was going all day, but it felt good. Um, but I know that's not every day for me. I also usually, it's, I usually have one day a week that I kind of make my day where I'll do errands or I'll do some other fun things. Like sometimes I'll work, sometimes I won't, but I kind of take the pressure off. That usually makes it easier to, to, um, you know, work on those other days and then just give myself a break. Just knowing that it's there, that it's kind of my optional day. <laughs> yeah, I'm like building in some safeguards for you to figure out your energy and how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, oh, and back to, you know, what we were saying to people who are stressed in their business, sometimes just taking a break is so helpful too. Like I find if I go for a walk or even if I um, decide like, you know what, I'm a little bit frustrated. I'm just going to take the time right now to go out and do some errands, just getting my mind off of it. It's like, usually that's when my brain seems to work out whatever it is, whether it's what sort of copy to post or something that I'm trying to figure out with an offer. Um, that's so helpful too, is just getting away from it. Just taking the stress off for a bit. Yeah. Slow down to speed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. Anything else, any other tips you feel like people should know or what they can do to kind of just get through the beginning of the year. I feel like the beginning of the year can be an interesting time. I think for some people, it's so exciting. And then for other people, I think it can feel a little scary and stressful. And some people are like, why am I not feeling this renewed sense of energy that I'm supposed Mm. to feel just because it's January 1st? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, first with all that energy stuff, I mean, just accepting wherever you are with it. Um, I mean, as much as, you know, like I kind of had that with the new year. I mean, last year was a lot. It was a lot of positive things. I had some very traumatic experiences as well. And, um, you know, you'd think that I would be like overjoyed that it's the new year. Um, And I'm not, I feel like I'm still in more of a kind of neutral reflective space, but um, I'm just accepting that. I mean, also letting go of comparison. Cause I think there are those people who, you know, January comes around and it's like, all right, whole 30 dry January. This is the month that I'm exercising every day of the week. I mean, I think it's also really tuning into, you know, what you want to get out of this month and out of this year and kind of just, you know, cause comparison can be a source of stress too. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
yeah, just whether it's, you know, comparing yourself to someone else's business or someone else's body or like, oh my gosh, this person's so dedicated. They're working out every day. I'm not. Um, I think it's tuning into really what you want. And then another thing that, um, you know, I was just talking with my husband about yesterday um, is instead of, for me, focusing on where I want to be at the end of the year, I'm trying to focus a little bit more on this month. Like, okay, what feels good this month? What do I want to work on? What do I want to accomplish? Um, Versus, you know, sometimes when we look at like a year, I mean, (laughs) it's a lot of pressure, especially if you're a business owner, it's a lot of pressure to take a look at a year and, you know, figure out where you want to be. I mean, some people do well with big goals, I'm not someone who does just because, you know, my energy seems to change. Like what I'm interested seems to change. So I'm trying to focus a lot more just on one month yeah, and where I want to be. And that's definitely taken the pressure off for me. Yeah. A year goes by really fast, but it also feels really big and overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, some people are all about the goals for the year and the new year's resolutions. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really operate that way. Um, I kind of leave space for things to change, but, um, well, and one thing we did in our mastermind, which I think is super helpful is picking a word for the year. Yeah. So that's another way to do it too, is instead of setting, you know, concrete goals, just picking some sort of word that kind of sums up how you want to feel for the year or what do you want it to look like? Yeah. And instead of goals, because I feel like that word has just had a lot of negative connotation for me. I call them like, what are my desires for this year? Mm. And who do I need to become to fulfill those desires? So it's not, what do I need to do? It's not like, what are these metrics? It's not, it's what do I desire and who do I need to become to fulfill those desires? Mm. I really like that. And so it also takes the pressure off of like, oh my gosh, in order to make this amount of money, I need to do this, this, you know, like I desire to be someone that has abundant overflow in my business. Okay. Who do I need to become to be someone that has abundant overflow in my business? Mm -hmm. Like that feels easier to me than I need to have X, Y, Z markers. Yeah, I hear you. And Sometimes too, I mean, this is just me. It's almost not planned. It's almost like not fun to plan things out the logical way Mm -hmm. because things are, yeah, because things will change. And I mean, even my, even in my food business, I remember some of the most random things would happen. We would think, okay, this store is going to order this much. This chain will order this much. Cool. And then we have something completely random happen where it would be like, you know, one of the cities here, like they ordered it for Mm. holiday gifts one year and it just completely surprised us. And we're like, okay, that's great. But, um, so yeah, I feel like there's, you know, a sense of fun that comes from just, yeah, taking some of the pressure off, taking some of the rules away. Um, I feel like you're really good too at saying, okay, this is how much money I'm manifesting and it can just come from wherever. Yeah, definitely. Um, I used to, yeah, going back to going back to money, I used to almost just, oh, I'd set these goals and I really wanted it to come through my business, specifically my, um, my nutrition business. At the time I also had, you know, my food business. I had some other things I was doing and it was almost like if it didn't come in that way, I would, I, I wasn't grateful for it mm-hmm. or I felt like I'd failed even though, you know, I'd hit the goal. I hit the money goal. 
Um, so yeah, since I've really taken the pressure off of it needing to come through, not just through my business, but through a certain avenue in my business, because I have things set up where I've, you know, affiliate income and just other sort, you know, different sorts of offers and things. Once I've taken the pressure off of the way it needs to come through, I mean, it's just coming through in the most fun ways. And, you know, I'm learning to just be grateful for it. I mean, really trying to take that um, approach with my business now, just, you know, doing what feels good to me and what I want to do and just, yeah, seeing what happens. Right. Cause that's what it's about. Like being a business mm -hmm. owner, just experimenting. I mean, seeing what resonates with people you know, I always joke with my clients that Amazon does not ask you where your money came from. Mm -hmm. you know, like, did this come from your business or did you find it on the street? Did you manifest it somewhere else? Was it a gift? Like, how did you get this money? Because if it didn't come from your business, we cannot accept it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways it can come through. I got a like random tax refund that I'd been waiting on this refund for months and the refund that ended up coming through, was like more than 10 times what it was supposed to be. And like, I don't know how that happened, but I'm like, thank you. This is great. <laughs> I, I will not reject that. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because in some ways that was from my business, right? Because it's, you know, was um, a, like a tax refund. But I mean, yeah, it's like once you remove those rules, it's, you know. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for this amazing conversation. Um, I will put it in the show notes, but where can people find you? So people can find me on Instagram. Um, and I'm also active on LinkedIn. Um, I also have a website. And so yeah, Courtney will put all those below because they're a little bit different. Um, but I have a fun new freebie, which is a four day stress detox and it's free. It's just a short email series with some videos and some practices. So if you wanna check that out, that'll be listed below. Perfect. Thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. And I know people I'm sure have gotten lots of juicy nuggets. They can tag either of us on Instagram once they listen to this. And thank you so much. Thank you so much, Courtney. This was great.